and welcome to H2Omics, Dachhausen's podcast that gives you insight into the smart irrigation and sustainability world. I'm Carolina Alvin Stoughton. This past winter, California saw record rainfall. However, experts are warning that this relief is temporary and not enough to mitigate the severe dry conditions the state has experienced during past years. That's why passing legislation that promotes water conservation is now more important than ever. Our guest today is U.S. Congressman John Duarte. Congressman Duarte represents the 13th district in California, which includes Fresno and Merced counties with cities like Merced, Dos Banos, and Madera. As a fourth generation farmer and Central Valley native, water sustainability is personal to him. So much so, he has introduced a bipartisan bill with Arizona Congressman Ruben Gallego called the Water Infrastructure Modernization Act, which would boost water conservation infrastructure. Welcome to H2Omics, Congressman Duarte, and thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. Well, it's great to be here. Very, very happy to be with you today. Your district has a mix of population centers, for example, Patterson, Merced, parts of Modesto, and a substantial amount of agricultural lands in operation. For both municipal and agricultural water uses, what do you see as the main water challenges to address? Well, supply. But we have, we have both supply issues and we have quality issues in, in my district and throughout California. In terms of supply, I mean, is there just enough water for all the farms, for all the irrigated landscapes, some of them residential, commercial, um, some of them habitat landscapes? Um, and then, of course, of course, the farming and the drinking water quality issues we have here in the valley. Uh, there are, you know, we have a unique geological situation here in the valley, and in some areas we have groundwater issues that really tell us that we have to move our municipal areas to surface water treatment plants and make sure we can supply them with surface water. Um, and, you know, we've got to put in, in water in the valley here, and I think water everywhere, we have to start to center the morality around abundance. I think as a country, we've talked about scarcity as being a moral pursuit and using less and having less and learning how to deal with us. Well, efficiently using water resources is always very, very important, but we can meet all of our needs and we can continue to expand housing and food production and habitat value if we look towards water abundance versus scarcity to meet all of our needs. You know, it's it's very important that you mention this, especially because, as I mentioned earlier, California saw an unprecedented amount of rainfall this winter. But for years, the state has experienced drought, even severe drought. What more can lawmakers do to address these swings in water supplies in the future? Sometimes it feels as though people get comfortable and forget. So tell us a little bit about what lawmakers can do to just keep this top of mind. Well, really, we need to do two things. We need to use our surface water as efficiently as possible. And uh, right now we're not doing that because we simply don't have the reservoirs, the infrastructure, the conveyance systems in place to hold our, our water in very, very wet years or even moderately wet years and then stretch that water out and release it for all, all types of uses, agriculture, landscape, uh, municipal water use and habitat value over the next couple of years. If we do that well, build the infrastructure and manage it carefully, we can then preserve our groundwater resources to kind of carry us through the longest, driest droughts. And we should think of our, our groundwater resource 
as a credit card that we use in an emergency, not as our primary supply source for, for most areas in California. I love that analogy of the of the credit card. That's that's right. Um, now let's go to talk about this bill. You're authoring the Water Infrastructure Modernization Act. What are the main components of the bill, and what will it do to assist Californians on the things that you you have mentioned? Well, the the original bill is is a bipartisan effort. I'm very very proud to be a part of it. It really looks a lot towards municipal systems and solving some of the municipal systems. Um, we have water system sensors that can send data regarding flow rates, volumes, pressure, you know, to managers and customers. We can look for um, machine learning tools to learn when the system's using the most water and when we can detect leaks. Uh, there's, there's a lot of suspicion that throughout America, our old water systems are, um, are actually leaking a lot of water into municipal, um, municipal basins when it could be going towards, uh, more productive use. So we need to, to isolate those, those areas and, and make sure that when we have these, you know, leaks and inefficiencies that we're actually getting on top of it and spotting it. And I think the AI tools and the, the advanced sensor tools can do that a lot better than what, what we're kind of guessing at now. And then water quality. Um, we saw what happened in certain cities around the U.S., back in Flint, Michigan. You know, we should be measuring the pH of our water. We should be measuring the EC of our water. These are really simple sensors, as as you may know, to put in place that if we do have a water quality problem, they won't tell us exactly what that water quality problem is. But if there's a sudden change in EC or pH, um, we'll, we'll know fairly quickly that we should go look closer and see what it was. I like this this bill a lot. It's small. It's only $50 million, which in government money is small. But it will allow us to put some pilot programs in place that are going to have implications for many municipalities and hopefully for agriculture and landscape as well. You know, I, I when you were talking about machine learning and artificial intelligence, I, I got very excited because at Kelsons we just launched a roadmap that includes and embraces machine learning and artificial intelligence to be able to keep beautiful landscapes sustainable. We, we like to see our green here in California. And, and so leak detection is one of, you know, is one of the, one of the many things that, that we can do. And it is, it is amazing sometimes to see how much water is wasted precisely by, by what you were saying, you know, yeah, leak detection. On the agricultural side, I know I'm an almond grower here in California and almonds use a lot of water and water is often a constraint to how many more almonds we can grow. And we're using a, a system out of Israel called Phytech that uses trunk dendrometers to actually monitor individual trees and see when they're, they either have a good water supply and the trunk kind of gets a little, little swollen up, a little fatter because it's hydrated well, or when the water constraint increases and the, the tree gets under stress, we can actually watch the trunk shrink by these sensors and tying that in with um, satellite um, foliage temperature imagery. We can actually apply a lot of these technologies from agriculture to landscape. We can actually grab some of these municipal technologies that, that check the water system flow and, and have an early problem detection into agriculture. So these things really aren't that different as long as we start, you know, seeing companies like yours build the machine learning platforms. And we support that by allowing some of these municipalities to kind of adopt them and do some pilot programs before they're, you know, ready for prime time. 
It, it is so interesting to see the applications also for agriculture, like you're like you're mentioning and uh, and like you're saying, you know, that technology is out there and it's just a matter of making it accessible. So as I understand it, one component of the bill will be to provide funding to the EPA for grants for community water systems to address those leaks, pipe integrity and water use monitoring. How can smart technologies help to provide water savings for communities in need? Well, that's exactly it is. We want to make sure that these a lot of the communities in need are the older communities. They have the older municipal pipes. They have the older, you know, all the infrastructure of a big city over the top of them and spotting leaks and and identifying problems is a big challenge. So we're going to leave this fairly broad. It's not a um, it's not a bill that demands that only specific types of grants be applied for and we'll let the cities and the the vendors and the technology companies kind of come to the grant program and tell us what they want to do and you know it could be things that are off our radar right now it could be things that we've already discussed we really don't mind another thing to keep in mind here in california particularly but anywhere in the arid west is down in phoenix arizona for instance a lot of these cities and municipalities are having trouble meeting housing needs because they can't prove a long-term supply of water. So water efficiency and water savings discovered through this program could actually free up water availability so that housing needs can be met in the future. So it's a, it's a housing affordability strategy as well as just water conservation because without more water or conserved water, we can't expand our housing and keep housing affordable you know, anywhere in the arid West right now. Yeah, housing affordability is certainly a big topic here uh, in California. Uh, and like you mentioned, in other places as well. So if your bill is passed, how can communities with needed infrastructure updates complete an application for funding assistance? Can you um, just tell us a little bit about that? Go to my website, duarte.house.gov, and see our grants page. As soon as this bill is manifested into an actual grants program, we will be putting the links right there. So Duarte.house.gov is where we'll have a grants page, and that's where we'll provide links. And then we'll be hoping that we can work with some of the municipalities and states to push push the grant program out to cities and municipalities so they know it's there. That is fantastic, and we will make sure uh, we will continue to communicate with your office so that once those links go up, we can share them on our end as well. Um, so what are your other water infrastructure priorities for the remainder of the term? The biggest priority we have is to make sure that Californians in particular, and this does impact Arizona and Nevada as well, because we all share the Colorado River Basin. Well, we've tapped the Colorado River Basin extraordinarily. And it's doing a good job for us. It's got over 60 million acre feet of catchment on it. We just have to fill it up and not exhaust it, exhaust it as fast as we've been doing. Over in California, we're not lifting our share of the weight. Um, we could be water independent here in California most of the time <clears throat> if we built out California's water infrastructure. And to build out, to, you know, build, raise Shasta Dam, build Auburn Dam, build Sites Reservoir, Raise a few of the reservoirs we have here now, Don Pedro Reservoir, the San Luis Reservoir. We could create another six to 10 million acre feet of water for about $30 billion. Now, $30 billion is less than 1% of 
of one year's GDP here in California. So one for 1% of one year's GDP, we can spend the next 20 years building out our water infrastructure and have water abundance here in California. The, the other thing we're doing is just on the ground stuff. I was part of the San Joaquin River study. One of the ways to increase water supply in California is to make sure that we can spill our flood water faster. Every year the dams fill up somewhat and we have to judge what if we have another year like 2023 where it starts raining and doesn't stop. We look at our flood control system. We say, okay, we can only keep this much water in the reservoir because if we get inundated, we won't be able to spill it as fast as we'd like to. Well, if we dredge the San Joaquin River, if we survey the choke points up and down our drainage channels and correct them with some dredging and some vegetation clearing and have a larger spill capacity for our reservoirs, we can then hold more water in our reservoirs to um, to deal with the flooding when it does occur. And so what we've done to help this is we've, we've put through the, the Los Fanos Creek Recharge and Recovery Project for a grant, and that would look at the San Joaquin River flood control system and make sure that we're opening it up where we can open it up and protecting the, the low and often low-income communities in my district from flooding. And then we also have a lower San Joaquin River feasibility study that we're looking for a grant for that does the same thing. It's, it's simply dredging, clearing vegetation, opening up the water flow channels so that when we do have extraordinarily wet years, our spill capacity is higher. And that, you know, maybe the wet year comes once every 40 or 50 years, but that lets us keep more water in the reservoir every year. And it lets us make that water available for irrigated landscape habitats. It lets us let that, that water go more judiciously through the summer if we do want to. Um, and I know we do want to keep um, protecting the salmon, the smelt, if we can recover them. We have that water through the summer to do it with. We have it for municipal. We can expand our housing um, availability in California. We can take care of our farms better here and create jobs in California. So these flood channel um, improvement acts are very, very important to long-term water sustainability here in California. And again, if California can do more of its um, its heavy lifting with the Sierra Nevada and the watershed we have up there, then we we put less demand on the Colorado River system. And I, and I think that's better for, for many of the Western states. Congressman Duarte, this has been uh, a lot of information, really good information. So thank you so much for joining our podcast. And we wish you all the best with this much needed bill. Please keep us posted. Thank you. Great to be here with you today. That was U.S. Congressman John Duarte, who represents District 13 in California. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, visit calsons.com slash podcast or search for H2Omics on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, I'm Carolina Alban-Stoughton. Stoughton.